0: that's it that's it there you go there you go because the robot it's red press slowly the brake and clash fully down they
1: clash down
0: then you carry on with the brake okay
1: Oh, these driving license are just symbolizing the progress in my life
0: stop pull up the handbrake
1: because I have this belief that it will open some doors for me in my life career wise and job opportunities wise
2: fully Yes. Jabulo Ndlovu has his foot steady on the accelerator, and he isn't planning on slowing down. For the past 13 years, his life's been in limbo.
1: Mm, I would prefer in my life if I had not been wrongfully convicted. And along the way, I've lost some members of the family, of which I could not bury. That's also emotionally damaged me and psychologically damaged me, and it was very, very painful. Mm. This is the last place I was uh, before I got arrested. This is where the police came and fetched me. So this, was, this is the place where everything ended for me. It's ended here for me.
2: The path he planned for his life took a drastic detour on a summer's evening in 2002.
1: We had planned to gather with my friends to use that weekend just to sit around and have drinks. So around 12 o'clock, we met as planned. We went to a, a tavern at L section called Zimbalini.
2: Es- as the drinks tab increased, so did his entourage.
1: So around half past eight to nine, we invited the ladies to come and sit with us because now we were bored to sit alone as guys. So that's how I I met the the, the, the lady who allegedly said I raped her on that night.
2: Think back on the last 10 years. How many weddings, graduations, baby showers and funerals have you attended? Think about the new things. Instagram, Taxify, Spotify, Now imagine losing a decade. This is what happened to Jabulo, Boswell, Bridget and Tembegile. In this special report from News24 and the Vits Justice Project, we tell the stories of people who were wrongfully convicted. We explore the human cost of when justice is denied.
0: We are the same age not even, almost, we are the same age with Njabulo. I've got six children, a wife. Njabulo doesn't have none of that. That I did not just acquire in in a year or two years. I've acquired that in the 13 years that Njabulo has been in prison. He was robbed by the justice system.
2: Andile Makubane is a 35-year-old in-demand attorney in Durban. He started his law career at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, where he befriended Njabulondlovu.
0: We were teenagers at that time. We were all at Westville University, trying to fulfill our dreams, trying to make our families proud of us.
2: The young men bonded over their love of a good debate and their passion for the legal system.
0: A young, humble guy who respects the community, who respects everyone else that he meets, who is honorable, who is intelligent. He was at varsity, starting to build his life, and that life was taken away from him.
1: This is the room where I used to take my introduction to law.
2: The last time Jabulo was at UKZN, students were living in an altogether different analogue world.
1: Most of the students are having their laptops, of which it's understandable, time has been changed. It's been changed a lot. During my time, there were very, very few students with laptops. There was a computer lab that side.
2: The visit to the university has reopened wounds that Jabula thought were healed.
1: I am happy to be back where I started my degree. At the same time, I'm sad that I left this place without completing it.
2: That fateful day in the summer of 2002 has become the base temperature for Jabula's life.
1: The day in question was Saturday. It was the 16th of February 2002.
2: Jabulo and his friends had gathered to celebrate his last free weekend before the start of the new academic year.
1: We were six and the ladies we invited if I'm not mistaken there were three or four and I was the one who was responsible for inviting them because I'm the one who knew them most, more especially the victim Uh, I knew her our fathers were working together and we had a good time until I left
2: after a few drinks with the women Jabulo and two of his friends decided to call it a night The party at the tavern continued to rage as the three men stumbled home. The group of friends decided to spend the night at his home, which was close by.
1: When we woke up that Sunday morning, we had plans to go back to Asimbalin to continue drinking as yesterday. We were there for about an hour. That's when a police van came, that's that's how I was arrested. I was told that I was part and parcel of a gang rape that took place on the previous night. They took me to police station in what called Begitemba Police Station. That's where I was taken. That's when I started to realize that this this matter is serious because I was very, very confused because I was like still asking myself a lot of questions in terms of how, um, what links me with this particular crime.
2: According to the court records the victim said she also left the party. As she was walking home with two friends a man approached them. He started making advances towards her which she rejected but he wouldn't take no for an answer. He grabbed her and dragged her towards a scrapyard nearby. At the scrapyard, she said, there was a group of 11 men. She was pinned down and raped. Although it was dark, she said she was able to identify Jobulo in the group.
1: We made statements, and then later we were taken to Prince Msheni Hospital, which is situated in Nguavi, at Umlazi where our blood samples were taken together with the lady who said we raped her the previous night. And then we were, taken back, we were taken back to the police station.
2: During their investigation, police were only able to track down six of the 11 suspects. At the police station, Jabula was finally allowed to make a call. The first person he called was his father.
0: Mbuso
2: Ndlovu was flawed by the phone call because his children had always displayed exemplary behavior. Inga
0: had always looked up to
2: his dad. As a child, he'd follow his father around like a shadow. Not much had changed when he became an adult. At the end of a trick, when he had to pick a career path, he had his father in mind.
1: One of the things that inspired me to study law is that my father did study law way back in 1976, but he did not complete his degree.
2: Even a full scholarship to study IT couldn't sway him from a career in the legal field.
1: The second influence came from the fact that my father was unfairly retrenched uh, where he was working as a shop steward. So it also influenced me in terms of that maybe I would have wanted to specialize in labor law to make sure that unfairly retrenchment or dismissal does not occur again.
2: At university, Jabulo had a thriving social life. This is where I used
1: to chill with my friends after taking lectures. This is where I would chill with my girlfriend.
2: And he had a strong academic transcript to match.
1: Oh, my first year was quite good. I had registered six modules. I studied and I passed.
2: Everything was going according to Jabulo's plan. He was on track to become the first university graduate in his family. But as he sat at the back of that police van, his plans began to crumble. It was the day before he was due to register for his second year at university.
1: Then go straight there, Westville prison.
2: It's been sixteen years since he first arrived at the gates of Westville prison it feels great
1: it feels great that i'm i'm looking at this place from this from this side not going inside being being kept in in, in the van so it feels great it feels great
2: but he remembers that first day like it was yesterday
1: Maybe I arrived in a cell where they were 30 something inmates.
2: This was a shock to his system.
1: And I had to adjust to the environment of a prison because it was my first time of being arrested. So it was one of the longest nights I've ever had. I can't even recall where, where, what time I slept because questions were keep on coming on my mind in terms of what, what links me with this particular crime.
2: In prison, the lights are turned on at the crack of dawn.
1: That's when we we'll start taking shower. Then, after shower, we'll wait for the waters to come and unlock. Breakfast will come at around half past seven to quarter to eight. Usually, it will be two slices of bread and a bowl of pub, and a cup of tea.
2: People who are awaiting trial like Jabulo, aren't allowed to participate in recreational activities.
1: So you'll just sit from 8 o'clock up until half past 12 when, uh, when lunch is served. And then after lunch is served, then you'll have to sit again up until half past two when the prison is closed and when supper is served.
2: Although supper is served early, inmates can pack a takeaway to eat later in their cells.
1: Normally there's nothing going on inside. Maybe we'll play cards, we'll play loot or a game, we'll watch TV. Then it depends at what time you want to sleep, but usually, usually the light will go off at 10 o'clock.
2: When Jabula woke up on Monday, the 18th of February 2002, he'd spent his first and possibly longest night in prison. The only information he had about his future was that he'd be appearing in court later that day. When he appeared in the docks, he hoped he'd be granted bail, but that wasn't the case.
1: We were reminded in custody for seven days. Then after seven days, we went back to court, of which the matter was postponed again for 14 days. And then after 14 days, it went up to 21 days.
2: Jabula would end up spending more than three months at Westville Prison before his bail application was approved.
1: Most of the times when we went to court, the state would say they are not ready to present their case. They are still investigating.
2: In June of that year, he was finally granted bail.
1: And then I attended the case from outside from 2002 up to 2004.
2: Rosemary and says her son's homecoming wasn't exactly warmly welcomed in their community the whispers and glares took a toll on the family and Jabulo's thinning body was a stark reminder of the turmoil cha ngeze ebekho na Still, Njabulo forged forward. He still had school on his mind.
1: Unfortunately, when I was released, I could not register because registration was already closed. So I had to sit the whole year doing nothing. And then I re-registered in 2003, of which I went back to Westville to continue with my studies. So I was studying while attending the, 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 the trial. Out of 7 modules that I've registered, I only passed 3 and I failed the other 4. I didn't do well. I didn't do well at all.
2: During trial proceedings, 3 of the 6 accused were discharged due to lack of evidence. Jabulo and the other men were left to face the charges. The key evidence that the state had against the 3 men was that the victim was able to positively identify them during a lineup.
1: The evidence that the state had against me is that I saw the lady on the particular night, of which I never denied in court. She positively identified me, of which I was expecting that, because I knew her before before the crime.
2: When Jabula was first arrested, he, along with his co-accused, had DNA samples taken from them as part of the investigation. During the trial, however, the results of these tests somehow disappeared. It was a piece of the puzzle that could have guaranteed Jabulos freedom. After almost three years of court appearances, a verdict was ready. His family and friends like Andile were positive he'd be found not guilty.
0: At the time, we didn't have cell phones. We were one of those poor students at school. No cell phones. No proper communication as things are happening now. Hey, we kept on inquiring, looking around, asking, hey, "What had happened to Njabulo?" Until later on, we found uh, Njabulo's address. went to his home. Uh, we called Njabulo's mother, and then she told us that hey, Njabulo had been sentenced, and then Njabulo is in prison. And then that was it.
1: We were sentenced on the 29th of June 2005. We were sentenced into a life sentence. After we have served 25
0: years, then we will be considered for a parole.
2: His father said after the verdict was read, Time seemed to stop. And immediately, they started working on appealing the conviction.
0: We visited him in Brazil. Later on, Njabulo was changed from this prison to another, this prison to another. You know how it goes.
2: In 2007, Jabulo was moved to Coxstad Prison, which is 260 kilometres away from Durban. The distance became a challenge, and four years into his sentence, Andile and Jabula lost contact.
1: It was very, very, very difficult. And what made it to be, to be very, very difficult, is the fact that I knew that it was a wrong decision to be found to be guilty. There was nothing I could have done at that particular time. I had to accept the reality as hard as it was.
2: Although Njabulo had to adjust to his new environment, he was determined that one day he would walk free.
1: I knew that the fact that I am in there for something that I did not do, obviously one day the truth will come out because the truth has got its own ways to to reveal itself, no matter how long it takes.
2: With this in mind, he embarked on a new mission.
1: I had this hope that this day, one day will come where I will be released because whenever that day comes I don't want to go back and start afresh and go back to school.
2: He registered for an LLB at UNISA and slowly started to chip away at the curriculum.
1: The number of modules that I would take would depend on the amount of money my parents would have at that particular time. If the money that they have allows me to take two modules, I will take two modules. If the money that you have at that particular time allows me to take one more tool, I will take one more tool. Even one more tool is better than no module tool per semester.
2: In 2009, with his limited legal background, he filed a written appeal to the Peace Maritzburg High Court. The application. Was denied.
1: The one and the last option that was available was to write to Bloemfontein, the Supreme Court of
2: Appeal. The Supreme Court of Appeals has jurisdiction to hear and determine whether a case has grounds for appeal. Jabula realized that in order to be successful at the Supreme Court, he needed to hire a professional. From 2010, his family started to raise funds for an attorney that could represent him.
1: I paid the advocate in 2012, of which he did write the appeal and lodge it Supreme Court, and I was granted leave to appeal against conviction and sentence on the 27th of March 2012.
2: The Supreme Court said Jabulo had grounds that were valid and arguable enough for his case to be heard again in the Peter Maritzburg High Court. However, even with a green light from the Supreme Court, he couldn't go further he was short on funds.
1: That is why I had to sit with that court order from 2012 up until 2018, trying to gather these funds to take the matter back to Peter Marisbeck High Court.
2: After three years of praying for a miracle, Ndiabulo had lost hope. In 2014, he was transferred back to Westfall Prison. But at least it made things easier. He'd be closer to his friends and family.
1: Andile heard about my story as, uh, uh, accidentally. He was at a, at a wedding. So a good friend of ours whom we were together with uh, at university, was getting married.
0: In fact, this friend of mine, Tim, informed me that, hey, Njabulo is back at Westville prison. You must go pay me a visit. I heard from one person that he's back at Westfield prison.
2: Andile hadn't seen or been in contact with his friend for years.
0: We went to see him at Westville prison. Uh then that is when he informed us that, hey, gentlemen, uh, I've been in jail now for over 10 years. I don't have money. I don't have anywhere to go. I've been changing lawyers from this lawyer to another, trying to get my appeal go forward and my, my appeal is redundant. That is when uh, I made a decision and I made a promise to him that, "Njabula, I don't have money but I will try by all means to make sure that your appeal is being heard and then you'll see your, your, your dead caught again.
2: To ensure Njabulo had an airtight case, he sought help from his friends in the field. Andile scrolled through his contact list to find someone who could take on the case mm. pro bono or at the very least at a reduced rate.
0: I spoke to another mm. friend of mine who's also an advocate, a Tandai Katangure. I explained to him, uh, look, uh, my client doesn't have money, but this is how far we've gone with his case. I know you are going to charge me money, but please help me out. I will pay from my own pocket for whatever legal fees, for whatever fees that will ask for. He came on board. He assisted me with papers, arguments and everything. They started collecting the relevant paperwork. At the start, we could not find his record. It took us over eight months to a year trying to establish and what happened to Njabulo's record. I'm talking about the record when he was found guilty and back to when his trial was being conducted. Until later on, he gave me a piece of paper. I can't recall what that piece of paper was, but it had a reference number or something of that nature.
2: At the Pietermaritzburg High Court, the men were finally able to track down Njabulos court records.
0: So it was never an easy journey. There was a time I remember his mother came several times to my office crying, saying to me, Andile, please, what else do we do now?
2: After they collected all the relevant documents, Advocate Tendai and Andile started to build their argument. We
0: got that record, we studied it carefully, we drafted our arguments, based on the record and other evidence. They stumbled on new information. There were so many discrepancies uh, regarding the DNA in Jabullo.
2: Although DNA samples had been collected from Jabullo after his first arrest, the results weren't made available. In fact, the DNA report was in the possession of the court and the prosecutor. However, Njabulo's trial lawyer was never made aware of this. None of Jabulo's DNA was found on the victim.
0: Nevertheless, the magistrate continued with his trial and he found Jabulo guilty, irrespective of this DNA evidence.
2: There were also eyewitness accounts that corroborated Jabulo's version of events. Andile and advocate Tendai filed a request for a court date in July 2017 but were only allocated to date the following year. Then I had to wait for my court appearance
1: for a reconsideration for the hearing of my appeal. At first, uh, I was complaining, I was saying it too long, too long, but along the way, I realized, no, that it was a blessing in disguise because it gave me enough opportunity and time to pray. And I'm lucky that I got that particular period because I had to pray. I, I needed a prayer more than I've ever needed it before.
2: But between the prayers and the waiting, he was finally able to fulfill one of his dreams. Jabulo became a university graduate. He graduated in May 2018, just months before advocate Tendai and Andile were scheduled to appear in court on his behalf. It had taken him 10 years to get his cap and gown. Advocate Tendai's main arguments were based on two key pieces of evidence. The DNA samples that came back negative and the eyewitnesses who confirmed Jabulo's whereabouts at the time of the rape. The advocate also noted that court records showed the magistrate who presided over the initial trial interfered in court proceedings by making interjections that assisted the state.
0: It took about it, two or three months and then in August the judgment was, the judgment was given.
2: After two years of unrelenting hard work, the fruits of Andile and Advocate Tendai's labor were ready to be revealed. It was judgment day.
1: Luckily for me, the judges had their majority decision. They discharged me and they said I should be released with immediate effect. I was wrongfully convicted from the beginning.
2: In delivering his judgment, Judge Rashid Vahed said the DNA evidence did not link Jabula to the crime. He also raised concerns about the conduct of Magistrate Mike Lasek, who presided over the initial trial. The court ruled that Lasek had made a number of disturbing and unbecoming interjections during the trial and issued statements which assisted the state's case. Judge Vahed said another worrying feature about the case was that the two friends who were with the victim could not assist in corroborating aspects of the victim's statements. In fact, only one of her two friends were willing to testify, and even that testimony had many inconsistencies. Judge Vahed confirmed that although Jabulo's DNA report was in possession of the court and prosecutor, the magistrate had concealed them. Crucial evidence which was never seen until Judgment Day.
0: I will not wish for any person to go through what Njabulo has been through in these 13 years.
2: Njabulo feels like a stranger within a community he called home for decades.
1: Where I come from, a lot has changed, there are now malls, which when I left there were no malls. There are new people in the area, bangangazi.
2: Although he's free, Jabulo still feels restricted. After all, he had the same daily routine for 13 years. And now, he's not entirely sure what to do with his day.
1: For the past 13 years, my day ends at half past two. Whenever I need to do something, I need to get a permission from the water. And for the past 13 years, I've never lived alone in, in, in a room. I've always with other people, or, or more especially, almost 20 and above for the past 13 years. So now I'm home, where at half past two, I can do anything that I want to do and I don't have to ask permission from anyone and I find myself alone in a room. So that adjustment alone was very, very difficult. That's it, okay. Yeah, all the steering.
2: This is the first time in 13 years that Jabolo's been in the driver's seat of a car and his own life. I have just few,
1: few general hopes and wish. Firstly, I just want to do my articles and be ad- admitted as an attorney, then find work and work. Those are the main things that I need. Then, But if I can get those two things, I'll be very, very, very satisfied. After
2: years being stuck in reverse, Jabulo is finally shifting his life into gear. Put gear number one. Clutch up slowly.
1: Check the vehicles. Gentle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Justice denied is a News Twenty Four production in collaboration with the Vitz Justice Project. This episode was produced and written by Nakutu Manyati, narrated by Jerusha Sukthio Rath, with editorial oversight by Carolyn Raffaeli and Jerusha Sukthio Rath. Additional sound engineering by Charlene Root. You can find this and more episodes on News24, SoundCloud, and your podcast store.